Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the Overcome Become podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Humberto Kaufman. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, she is very heavily involved behind the scenes of the Canadian Physique Alliance, and I believe the IPB Pro League as well. Uh, she's an entrepreneur. She is the owner of Bombshell Productions, and she works with Liquid Sunrays Tanning. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself today? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, so my name is Jenna Kohler, and as you said, I own Bombshell Productions. We started Bombshell four years ago. I just felt that the competitors needed to kind of have a one-stop shop. There was a lot of people that I know that were always looking for services. So they didn't know where to go for shoes or jewelry or tanning, um, you know, hair, makeup, that kind of stuff, where to get their accessories, how to find a posing coach. So I kind of saw a niche and I guess I figured either it was going to be great because nobody was doing it or people had already tried it and it wasn't going to work. So that's kind of where we're at now. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it looks like it's come full circle and you still have a long way to go. Um, I'm curious though, what is it initially that attracted you to the fitness scene and bodybuilding as a whole? I understand that your older brother was a competitor, right? But take me back to where it all started. Honestly, I would probably say the basement of our house. So my older brother is 13 years older than me. Um, and he, yeah, started working out. It was something my parents got him some weights. And so he had a little situation set up in the basement and he used to rock out on his ghetto blaster. I believe that was what it was called or boom box back in the day. <laughs> nice. And I was the annoying weird little sister that, you know, would throw my sweatpants on my little sweat belt and I would just go down and I don't know I just have loved it ever since and he competed I think oh man I was I think 10 um and that was the first time I'd ever been to a show or ever seen something like that and I was kind of hooked right from then so fantastic I mean it's uh it's crazy to see how it's come full circle I know when we met it was kind of under <laughs> a little bit of chaos there. um yeah you referred to yourself when we were talking the other kind of like the fairy godmother behind the scenes. And honestly, after uh, my little situation, yeah, kind of makes sense. I can see for sure where that comes from. Can you tell me what are some of the most memorable moments for you now after being involved for a few years? That's tough. Um, I think I just, I love being with the competitors. I love being backstage. I love being a part of their show day, you know, similar to the situation that you had, I don't know, it's, there's something that there's a reason I interact with people the way that I do. And there's people that they just need to hear a kind word on show day. And it's really strange, because I feel sometimes that there's just interactions that kind of transpire. So I mean, I kept hearing about this awesome tanning color, which was liquid sunrays. And I just kept hearing about it. So I went and took the training. That was great. Um, I'm very confident in the product that we offer. But I think show day, the athletes are at their most vulnerable. So, you know, first time competitors are really overwhelmed and that kind of stuff. So I really enjoy being, I guess, a support system for them. Obviously, like our first pro show uh, that was back in 2018. I it, yeah, I remember sitting was in the audience and it was surreal because people like Ashley Coltwazer, I tanned her and, you know, there was Melissa Bumstead. I'd never met her before at that point, was able to tan her. 
Um, that's when I met Ian as well and was able to help him. Boyana, there was just so many people and it was weird because all of a sudden you're a bodybuilding fan that's going to the Olympias and seeing these people on stage to, oh, wow, they're, they're in my tanning tent and I'm going to tan them now. So I think every show is very different. Um, obviously the Olympias, the Arnold's, all of the shows, the pro qualifiers, the regional shows, even just interacting with the clients that come, you know, to buy things directly from me. I, I'm just really blessed because I feel that I've kind of found my niche and I'm able to kind of support the competitors in a really solid way. That's awesome. And it seems that you guys have even expanded more now since the uh, COVID pandemic situation, you started to produce the live streams as well, correct? Um, we did for the shows in November. I know it was a little bit unheard of for a tanner as, uh, as people like to refer us as to facilitate that, but I look at it and you've got friends and family that are across the world that, you know, want to watch people compete, want to watch their friends and family. And, you know, with COVID, there was a lot of things that we had to overcome, but trying to, again, get back to supporting the athletes as much, much as we could. I had a lot of athletes that I spoke to uh, that competed in November that, you know, didn't, they were really stressed that their friends and family weren't going to be there and how are ticket sales going to work and that kind of stuff. So that was a really cool opportunity that we were, um, we were given. And uh, I'm very thankful that we, that we were able to offer it for the competitors and give them that support and make them feel like they were getting support from their friends and family. So that was really important to us this year or last year, I guess. I think that's definitely huge. I think it just goes to show the ambition that you have towards it though. I mean, you refer to it as, Oh, a tanning girl doing this or a group of tanners doing that. But I mean, at the same time, like you were the one who was gutsy enough to go out and just do it. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I, I heard some negative comments from some people that didn't necessarily think it was appropriate, but I just kind of look at it and it's for the competitors, things that I do and the things that we try to accomplish, um, whether it's an expansion of services, whether it's trying to find top quality products, any of that kind of stuff, it's to benefit the competitors to make sure that they have the best of what they can get. And again, we had people, I can't remember, I think it was I can't even remember how many different countries we had that were watching that show. Like we, it was really cool to see the support. There was lots of people in the U S that were watching friends and family and just the competitors too, that were so thankful for, I guess, that opportunity where their family could be a part of it. I mean, you've competed, you competed during COVID, you know, how difficult it was. And, you know, with gym closures and all kinds of crazy stuff that the competitors had to deal with. And when you know that somebody's doing something to kind of make it feel a little bit more normal or try to whatever the new normal looks like uh, to support you guys. I think that's huge. So we were, we're excited. We're, we're excited. We got to do it. And I definitely hope it's something that's in the cards for this year for us as well. I'm curious about uh, something, uh, Jenna, to, uh, to what degree do you think these, uh, you know, hair, makeup, tanning services affect a competitor competitors placing and performance on show day? Honestly, I mean, I've seen videos of people like Chris Aceto talking about a tan can ruin, you know, could be the difference between first and fourth place. Um, I think going back to one of the things that I do discuss with a lot of the pro competitors and even national competitors, they're doing their skin prep. So those are really big things. Skin prep, making sure that your skin is moisturized and making sure that you're exfoliating at least once a week. And I'm talking like out 
off season, not even a show is nowhere even near site. Once you kind of get up closer, if your tanning company offers the skin prep, I obviously recommend it because in most cases it's designed to work with the tanning products. I see it's a variety. There's some competitors that I don't want to say it's cutting corners, but they, you know, prefer to do their own hair and makeup. And that's great. If you're going to do that, I encourage obviously doing trial runs and don't just leave it to to show day to kind of figure out because there's a lot of different stress factors, as you know, um, that pop into the competitors. So if you're going to do hair and makeup yourself, my recommendation, practice well before the show and continue practicing, make sure you've got the right shade, the foundation. I think we've all seen people where their tan does not match their face and it doesn't need to be hundred percent even, but it needs to, I guess, somewhat, um, complement the look. So you can come in with an exceptional physique. If you don't do your skin prep and your tan is off, it's going to be terrible. If, you know, you decided to maybe, again, save some money and do your own hair and makeup, that's fine. But make sure that you're checking out what the styles are. Figure out what cues look great under the light. Because, again, there's a big difference between everyday makeup and bridal makeup versus stage makeup. Something like a red blue, like with the blue undertone, is going to photograph better than an orange red. Things like that, like there's just a lot, check the trends, check it, you know, the makeup artists down in the States, follow people that again, inspire you, I guess is, is what I can say. And tanning for me, it's just never something that I would like to see people, you know, try to go a different route. The tanners, we, we all go through a fairly extensive training program and people think that tanning is, you know, easy, but it's not, there's a lot of things to consider pH balance all that kind of fun stuff. So do your skin prep. It is one of the biggest things that is going to save you on show day. And there's so much time, effort, money that goes into a competitor's prep that, uh, you know, to going for the cheaper version just to save a few bucks, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, you not being able to display your hard work for, you know, over the course of months, um, you know, just, just to kind of, as you mentioned, cut a little bit of corners, it's definitely a shame. And uh, it's, I think this is something most people, especially if you're going and venturing into your very first prep, it's something to definitely keep in mind and, and, and keep in mind throughout the entire prep and towards the end, because that show day, that those 10, 15 minutes, however long you're going to be on stage, um, a, lo- a lot of that is going to have to do with these fine details that we're taking care of uh, in the end. So, Absolutely. And it's little things. You've got everybody's got a different preference and I understand that. But one of the big things I suggest to the competitors that I interact with is if you're planning to do a show, get all your facts. So if a client, let's say, you know, you, you both refer to client to me, we're going to talk to a bikini competitor. Let's say I would discuss ways that they could save money for their suit. Um, Give them little tips and tricks with that. I do recommend getting a custom suit. Uh, I think that it just, again, it's designed to fit the body as long as the athlete can come dialed in the way that they need to. That's a big thing, but you can do little things like swapping out connectors, adding new stones for your next suit. So that's a way that you can save a little bit in terms of, you know, the actual show day and stuff, budget the money because money goes quickly, especially with the competitors. Girls have got bikinis, you know, hair, makeup, tanning, um, you know, food, training fees, registration, hotel, all like, there's just so many expenses, you know, obviously for 
the CPA and, and other federations, there's going to be memberships, the CPA there is for sure. So set that money aside so you're not scrambling or scrounging last minute because that feeling is really, really upsetting. If you've worked super hard and you can't afford to buy jewelry because you're, you've spent your money or you haven't maybe budgeted properly, those are really, really tough things for the competitors. And you don't want to feel different on stage. I mean, you do in the sense that you want your look to stand out, but in terms of, you know, oh, that girl's not wearing jewelry or, oh, she's got a different pair of heels or that kind of thing. Like there's certain things that you just need to have. So budgeting, I always recommend. I think it's a huge thing for the competitors. And I think also knowing that you're going into show day with everything absolutely taken care of, is going to have a huge impact on your confidence as well. Because if you're on stage knowing that you're potentially not looking your absolute best, you're going to go in with a certain attitude that is going to be completely different than if everything is taken care of. You know, absolutely every detail has been taken care of. That type of confidence is something I think that is going to be very easily and very clearly reflected when you're doing your posing, when, even when you're backstage doing your mind, uh, mindset prep, going into stage. Those details matter uh, because on show day, it's all about that mindset. That mindset is what's actually going to make you shine on stage uh, as you should. And particularly in categories such as bikini, the posing, the overall package, all these details are taken into consideration when it comes to giving you your final placing. So. It's, I mean, it's, it's a tough go. You, you really mentally have got to be prepared for the journey that you're going to undertake. And, you know, you've got to be ready to, to get that video critique. Maybe that gives you points that you need to improve on. You need to be ready to receive that feedback. You've also got to be ready. What if you do better than what you anticipated? What if you do? What if, you know, there's a lot of different things that kind of come into play on show day for the competitors. And again, you know, our team, I'm really proud of our team. I'm very proud of the people that are on our team because they all have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of differences, but there's a lot of similarities and and making sure that the competitor feels that they are ready to go do battle on stage um, is a a very big deal. And having somebody just kind of talk you off the ledge a bit and just say, hey, you know, why are you in your head? What's going on here? Like, and just giving them that opportunity to, I guess, to get that concern out. So I'll tell you a quick little side story. I was at the Olympia a few years ago and I had, I was there helping out our corporate team and I had a girl and she was really great. Like the day before, and she came the next morning to, for her, um, sorry, for her second coach and, and obviously to make sure that she was ready to go and we were fixing any imperfections, that sort of stuff, the, the regular show day occurrences. So she kind of her and her mom came and she walked right by me. (laughs) I said, hi. And she kind of, she said, hi, but she was just, you could just tell she was off. And so she gets in the tent and, you know, I gave her a second to get ready and I kind of came around the corner and I was like, okay, like, Hey babe, you know, hop in the tent. How are you? Like happy show day. I was just, you know, trying to get really excited for her. And she just looked at me and she's like, I shouldn't be here. I don't deserve to be here. And I remember I'm like, okay, like we need to have a conversation for a second. So I literally just held her hands and I asked her, I'm like, how'd you get here? And she kind of looked at me and I said, is it because you know any of the judges? She's like, you you can't get to the Olympia from knowing the judges. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I know that, but so did you, uh, did you buy your way? Just throw money at it just to get an invite? 
that doesn't work either. I'm like, babe, I know I, I need you to understand where I'm going with this. Did you want to show and qualify and get your points and you earned your way here? And she kind of looked down. I'm like, you don't get to look down right now. We're having a talk. And I told her that, you know, it was her first Olympia. So there was so much excitement and to be very present in the moment and make sure that she was taking all those mental memory images and remembering exactly what it felt like because she was never going to experience her first one again, kind of like a wedding day. And I told her I was very fortunate because she was a part of my first tanning Olympia. And, you know, it was really cool, like to see that switch. And we just, I just kind of, again, I didn't really think it had that much of an impact, but for her, it did. And, you know, she hugged me. We're still great friends to this day, but everybody, all of the competitors go through a vulnerable moment. You know, even the most seasoned competitors, they get nervous still. They feel that a a little bit of anxiety. And when you have somebody that's giving you a little boost that isn't your coach or friends or family, but that's, you know, they're backstage with you. That's a really big deal to the competitors but it gets them in the mindset that it's time to do battle on stage and I'm ready to go on stage. Yeah. And such a, a message from someone that is not your coach or your friend or, or your family. I feel like it has a special level of power because it's coming from someone that has absolutely no obligation to say anything positive. Like they're just absolutely. meaning, it. you know, with a coach, it can be confused as, well, he's supposed to say that he's my coach. That's what I'm paying him for yeah. to do or my, my friends and my family. But when it comes from someone that is almost like, at the, you know, in that case, a complete stranger, so to speak, it has a certain level of, of power that I think uh, is very important. And, and I'm sure that had a huge impact on her development on stage that day. Again, it's like you said, it's even just backstage, even if somebody tells you you look good, you know, or our girls, like, from the team or, you know, we're always encouraging them and how are you doing? You ready? Like you excited? What's going on? And just keeping things very light, but again, that complete supportiveness. And, you know, I think especially, you know, in Alberta, the competitors know, like I've tanned at some pretty big shows and I don't, I'm very honest and I'm very, I think that you can always be show kindness, especially, you know, show day, showing kindness just in general is important, but on show day, what does it, what's it going to cost me? Or what does it take for me to give a kind word to somebody? Oh, that's a really pretty suit. Or, you know, how did this go? Or just, again, kind of just not distracting them, but just getting them into a headspace where they can, they can go and they can accomplish their goals. So, I mean, I, I seem to remember a certain show in October where I had a very similar conversation with somebody that might be smiling right now. So it's just important. It's important. And same thing. Like if a competitor messages me to tell me how they did or something like our team is sharing backstage, we're excited. And, you know, we're, we're there for hugs and high fives and those encouraging things. And I've also been not tough, but I've kind of given a little dose of tough love to people too, to get them ready. And it's amazing to watch that transformation on stage. They go on very, very scared. And then when they come off, they're like, man, I can't wait to get back on there. This is such a rush. So it's really, it's really special. So what we do. Those kind of words do make a massive difference that day. Um, I can't even begin to express the amount of uh, anxiety and stress I felt just from everything, but you taking the time to like talk to me, walk me outside, calm me down. Like that really 
it really, really put my mind at ease. So thank you again for that. But That's it's great. awesome to see. Yeah, it's awesome to see that, uh, you know, it has such an impact, you know, not just for me, but for a ton of other people when they're feeling that way. That story about the girl at the Olympia, like that's, that's wild. Never would, never would I actually think that somebody who earned their way to the Olympia would feel that way. But I guess everybody's human, right? There's so many different, there's so many different issues that everybody goes through, right? There's, you know, people like Whitney Jones that have overcome crazy injuries and they're just, the sweetest people to deal with. And you've got people that maybe have been in abusive relationships, whatever their reason for bringing them to the stage, you know, maybe they were somebody that was picked on in school and maybe it's a bucket list thing. Like there's so such a wide variety and everybody is very similar. It doesn't really matter whether it's, you know, a regional national or international competitor, everybody's similar you know, the pros, there's still people that they'll come after you're done tanning. And how do you think I look? Or I think it's natural to feel that because you're being on, you're going on stage and you're being judged. So, you know, that plays mentally into a few things. Like how do I stack up? Because we're constantly told, don't compare yourselves to others. Right. But then when you are on stage, you know, I see competitors that get disappointing with placings. And I, I understand that a hundred percent, but maybe on that given day, it wasn't your day, right? Maybe there's something that the judges saw that you necessarily didn't or that your coach didn't. And just, again, be appreciative and keep fighting for, you know, your goals on stage, but don't get in your own head and don't, you know, yeah, obviously it's a bit of a comparison sport, but you've got to, you've got to be strong enough and mentally okay that if the outcome isn't what you wanted, that you're going to keep trying. You're going to make those adjustments. Like, I love that the CPA does video critiques. I think it's such an important tool for the competitors because it gives them and their coach a really good roadmap of where the CPA wants to see them going. So, hey, really good this. This is an area you need to work on. So everybody's just, like you said, everybody wants to do their best on show day. And, you know, I've seen people that have been really disappointed. I've seen people that are so excited they want to come out of their skin. So just be patient with yourself and let your go let, let yourself go through the emotions and be present. The shows are such a great opportunity to meet supportive friends, like even your fit fam. That's what I refer to them as. These are people that are going to understand what it's like to compete. They know what, you know, fasted cardio is. They know what it's like when your coach cuts your carbs or any of that stuff. So just do what you can do, be supportive of each other. And, and like you said, just ride out the emotions. You're going to go through a ton of them during prep. So that's, I think a very important key. What would you say is your favorite thing or your favorite part of doing what you do? Well, that's hard. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be just one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm always, I just, I'm blown away that people want, want to support us, that people want to come talk to me about bodybuilding and they want to ask for suggestions or I have, you know, I've got coaches, I've got promoters, I've got all kinds of people that will message me and ask me if I've got contacts for posing coaches or, you know, who's, who's the best coach. Like I want to switch coaches or where's the best place to get my suits and any of that. And I just find it really cool. Like that people, I guess, trust us or that come to bombshell as a source of support and that they know, I mean, for the show in November, I spoke to almost every competitor stepped on that stage over the phone and it wasn't a rushed phone call. It was, 
any questions you had about what tanning is going to look like, what this is going to look like. I think, again, it's just being a part of that. I love show day. I mean, show weekends are incredibly stressful. I get very little sleep just because we're making sure that we're anticipating the needs for the competitors. But I don't know. I just, I love it. I've loved bodybuilding for so many years that it's just, it's, I don't know. You just, you get pumped. You're, I'm excited for this year. I'm excited, you know, to, for the first show of the year to be able to get to the hotel, get everything set up, get out of bed the next morning and just be that source of energy for the competitors. I love it. I'm drained after a show. I can't really speak (laughs) and don't really want to for a couple of days because every ounce of positivity that I have, it goes out to the competitors and those kind words. And I think again, the competitors sometimes don't understand that, you know, there's a lot of them that we interact with, you know, of offering services with whatever company, but you can't take that for granted either. Just because you're busy. Like if somebody wants to come and take a photo with you or say, thank you, you make the time for that because that's really important for them too. And, you know, I know we've got a lot of people that bring treats or offer to bring coffees for the team and all kinds of of really kind stuff. So I just love it. I I just, I really love it. I love the coaches. I love, you know, interacting with competitors, even from the judging standpoint too, hearing some of the different things that come into factors or, you know, learning more about bodybuilding as a whole. It's just, it's the coolest. So I'm yeah, always excited about that. So actually I have a, I have a question. going into this new year, do you have any more ventures planned to expand what Bombshell already does? If so, are you going to share it with us? <laughs> um, I, yeah, I mean, we've been, I've been working on a lot. We'll put it that way. Um, okay. Trying to make sure that we, you know, whether it's new partnerships, that's going to make the competitors life easier um, whether it's new products or services that we offer. I'm constantly looking for, new things. I know, you know, during, um, I guess the off season, everybody's kind of got their routine, but that's usually where I'm pretty busy as well. I do a lot of research. I do speak to a lot of different, you know, companies down in the States. I do just try to find out what everybody's doing and figure out if there's maybe an idea that I can improve on, or maybe there's something that I feel would be really good fit, stuff like that. There's a few people I consult that are in my network. Uh, just to get their area of expertise because they've been around the sport for so long. But yeah, I, uh, I've got some pretty cool stuff that's going to be coming here, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we're finalizing a few things. But once I can share that, it'll be, it'll be good. Exciting. I'm curious actually to see what they are. <laughs> I always love speculating because sometimes when you see someone post something, you're like, I knew it's, that's what was going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So I know we've covered a lot, which is awesome. And thank you so much for being super detailed when you tell us something, because some people are not, but this was great. So I want to know, what was the hardest thing about launching Bombshell and actually getting to fruition to where it is now? I think the biggest thing is the vulnerability, I guess, of putting yourself out there. I mean, when I started it, it was such a foreign, I mean, yes, there's tanning companies. Yes, there was hair and makeup already. Like that was not even a thing, but what I found really amazing is, you know, it's the mental stuff that even I went through. It's, you know, well, either this is going to go great or it's not going to go great. That's kind of the only two options at this point. So there was a lot of, it was tough finding a kind of a work-life balance, especially in the beginning, because I felt that 
you know, if a competitor messaged me at two in the morning, then I needed to answer right away just because I wanted to make sure we delivered exceptional customer service. So there was a lot of that. There was a lot of, you know, self-doubt whether it was going to go or not. Just again, you're, there's a lot of fear. And especially when you, you kind of, you can see it, you can see your vision of where you want to go, but you don't necessarily know how to execute it. So it's been a lot of trial and error and a lot of, you know, attempting things or making decisions and just saying, okay, yep, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. So it just, yeah, being, I guess, true to myself and just knowing that there's going to be good and bad with it. There's going to be struggles just like the competitors deal with. So just keep, keep very true to what I want to see. And, you know, even the people that, that are on the team, like our, our service team and stuff, a lot, we all have very similar morals and values and, and we're very similar personality wise, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's scary. It's really scary when you start a business. And then when you start talking to people about it, they don't really, some are supportive and they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Like, like anything else. Right. But once I think we started to pick up a little bit of traction, it was funny. The response, people started returning my phone calls. <laughs> they started wanting to, you know, maybe entertain emails or, or I guess were a little bit more receptive about things that I was approaching them with. And we're at a very cool place now because there's a lot of companies that reach out to us and that would like to partner. And that's really special to me. And I remember what it was like sending those emails. So I always try to make sure I'm very kind with everyone and, and just say, Hey, maybe this isn't a good fit or thanks for reaching out at this time. You know, I'm not really looking for that or something along those lines, but I always try to make sure that they understand and very appreciative that they've taken time to reach out. So it's, it's scary. It's no different. It's putting yourself, you know, in a vulnerable situation. So there's a lot of stuff that comes with it. That's for sure. As an entrepreneur, um, I'm assuming that you probably run into some negativity thrown your way because it's that this is normally the case when you're doing big things. Has, have you experienced this? negativity in any aspects in your career and if so how were you able to deal with this to not let it affect you going towards where your vision is set yeah i mean i think it's a natural it's a natural thing there's going to be people that aren't happy there's going to be you know competitors or judges or you know even colleagues that aren't going to be happy with certain things and i think the biggest thing is you know again staying true to that vision there's been times where, you know, I've told, been told like very, well, not very early on, but when we first initially kind of started, you know, maybe the tans weren't as great as they could be and that kind of stuff, because I do ask for feedback. There's a lot of people that don't agree with that, but I do, because I want to know where we stand on things. And again, if we stack up, so I guess just staying true to that and, and trying, making sure that you don't take it personally. Like I know that it's not an attack on me personally when, you know, a judge or, or whoever makes a comment about my tanning. I look at where the source is. I look at where it's coming from. I look at all that kind of stuff. And of course I want people to have a good experience with us, but again, did the competitor do their skin prep? Was there something I could have done or my team could have done in a different way? So there's a lot of reflection that comes for that kind of stuff. There's also a lot of, I think just not even trial and error, but just being sure on yourself. There's been times where you know, I might not know exactly what to do or might not know how to handle a situation, but you just act like you do. 
the biggest thing is making sure that you don't stress the competitors out like that cortisol spike backstage or even on show weekend. We all know what that does. It's not a good scene. So just staying true to yourself, keeping very focused and kind of just not letting things get to you. People talk behind your back for a reason because you left them a long time ago. So you got to just stay true and and not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to think that you do a good job. Not everybody's going to think you're a great coach or a great competitor or a great tanner or anything. So just keep working hard for everything and keep making sure that you just stay true to your vision. And there's going to be bad, but you know, there's also going to be really great. So switch your headspace and focus on the positives that you do here, the thank yous and the appreciations from people take the feedback in a, in a positive way, make those adjustments and make sure that you're ready to do better the next time. Honestly, that that was awesome (laughs) awesome to hear. (laughs) It catches me off guard because it's so detailed. I'm just like, wow, that answered so many things at once, Um, (laughs) which is not a bad thing. So, okay. What? Okay. So without playing favorites, but it's hard not to, I was actually curious what show and which competitor was it that probably made you the most proud in your entire time working in the fitness industry? Like who's someone that you, you know, really struggled, like worked their ass off. You saw them step on stage and you were just like, wow, like I'm incredibly proud of that person for getting it done. Ooh, that's hard. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of people for various reasons. I'm proud of the people that can accomplish their goal and make it to show day. We know how hard that is. We know that there's, a lot of people that give up and a lot of people that just can't make it. Yeah, that's a hard one. There's, like you said, a lot of mental memories that I've got from the sport. I, I know. I've What's the first one Cody... that mind, I guess? Sorry, go Well, on. again, he's had his stuff, but I remember being at Vancouver, I believe. Yeah, it was two years ago. So it was 2019. And um, I was tanning some of the pros and I know Cody Drobot was on stage. And, you know, I'd kind of said to everybody, Cody has been one of our athletes for a few years now, and he's very, very good friend of mine as well. And he's just a great, he's a great individual and his fiance, Nicole, I just, I adore them both, but I'm tanning. And I said to anybody, I'm like, if anybody finds out how he, how he did, like, I want to know right away. And it was so funny because when we got the, (laughs) I got the news or everybody started freaking out in the room and was excited and cheering that he won. And I kind of, it was, I, it was surreal because this was somebody that I tanned at an amateur level. And it was, I think that was my first pro, I guess, or guy that turned pro wearing our color. And I, I just, I, I, <laughs> I had a bunch of pros in the tanning area and I ended up, I'm like, guys, just, I know you're drying, but just hang on. And I literally did a video. I was wearing my hair net and I'm like, Hey, I just found out like, I'm, I can't even talk, but I'm so proud of you and way to go. And it was, there's, like you said, there's so many different things that are just so cool about what we get to do and the people we get to interact with. There's special moments with so many people. So yeah, that's, that's a hard one, but that's very interesting because, um, I remember that show. I wasn't there, but I was definitely following on social media and I don't know what the end or result was, but in, in my eyes, at least, it, it seemed like it was a little bit close between him and, uh, and Steven. And this is, uh, I think, a very good example as to how important it is to have every single detail taken care of. Because in such a situation, especially in an overall, you're fighting for a pro card. 
if your tanning yeah. is messed up, it's just not going to go your way. You can have a great physique, but especially if the other athlete was close to you and that tone is just right, that is going to complement that physique so much more. And it's going to draw people's, including judges, attention to that physique that much more. So, yes, yeah, sure, you know, they don't have to take care of the jewelry, the heels, the suit or whatever as much. It's pretty standardized, but it's still, I think, an example of how how taking care of your tanning, doing your skin prep, and just not neglecting these fine details, how important that could be for the outcome that you're hoping to get. Yeah, that was, it, I mean, it was good. I, I talked to them, you know, as I was, because I drove out to Vancouver. So I, you know, was texting them back and forth, making sure they were okay, making sure the drive was going good, that kind of stuff. And it, when he showed up for, for the base coats, I, <laughs> I, I was pretty blown away. But, you know, knowing Neil Hill and knowing what he's capable of that, I mean, he's just new next level like he's just so so amazing with his competitors what he can what he helps them achieve but that goes back to the partnership with your coach so you know when when they partnered up obviously I feel that it was a great fit and it was really close between Cody and Steve now you know what we did is in between pre-judging and finals is Cody opted to shower and we re-sprayed him for finals to make sure that his tan was flawless but he did his skin prep. I mean, he, Cody's a pretty easy competitor to deal with. He shows up, he's very relaxed. He's very positive, smiling, just, he's just so, so present and so happy and just loves the stage. And it's easy, you know, to, it's easy to see the fine details, but you know, we were, I tried to make, make sure everything was perfect on our end. And, you know, I had a couple of people just kind of look at him from different angles. I bring stage lighting and stuff with me to the shows. And we kind of, you know, we, we make sure that, that the competitors are, are ready to go uh, on our end. And I mean, for those shows, we are not the officials, so we're freelancing the show, but, you know, working with that. And it was really cool because I messaged Neil after and, you know, said congratulations. And he said some really kind words to me that I will never forget. And, uh, but it was really special just being a part of that team. And that's the thing is trust the people that you're with, make sure that the services you're going to use are top notch, you know, get, make sure you've got a great coach that is going to help bring you into what your goals are for stage. And it's all a team. You, the competitors need to do their job, doing the dieting, making sure they're getting their workouts and all that kind of stuff. Because very, as we all know, we've seen it, like there can be very subtle differences between things. And uh, when it's that close, make sure that it's not because your tan, you know, wasn't great or you missed something, you know, maybe there wasn't, I don't know, a piece of hair or three that weren't curled or maybe your shoes didn't quite fit or something like that. Don't think about all the positive, positive or possible outcomes, I guess, but make sure you visualize. And that's what I talked to my competitors about too, is picture what it's going to feel like when you're holding that pro card. What is the, you know, how thick is the, is the material? What does it feel like? Is it smooth? Does it have a bit of a texture to it? How heavy is it? What's it going to feel like when you get called out and, you know, you're dead center? What's it going to feel like when everybody else gets moved around you and you stay dead center? What does it feel like when you win that class? What does it feel like when you go to the overall and you're now up against the best of the best and you're competing? 
can you mentally get yourself into a space where you know what it's going to feel like when again, everybody else around you is being shuffled around in your dead center. Those are the types of things that are really important. And I don't think enough people get into the mental aspect of competing. So visualize that stuff. Think about how awesome it's going to be when you're using your posing music and you hit every single pose perfectly. What is your muscles going to feel like? What just everything get really present with it. And that's a big detail. I don't think enough competitors get into, and it's so key for show day. So key. I'm curious to ask. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Humberto. No, go ahead, man. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say, I'm, I'm curious to ask then. Okay. Out of every show you've ever done, because I'm sure you've traveled extensively, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What was the one that was the most challenging and what was the smoothest run show, if it's okay to say? Um, the one that was the most intense for me, freelancing would have been the 2018 Vancouver Pro, just because we <laughs> we had a lot of we had a lot of craziness that happened just just with the venue that we were booked in, and, and it was it was was that pretty the first, funny. Uh, the first show or Vancouver Pro show after the CPA was uh, created, I believe it. Was. I want to say yes, yes. Yeah. I want to say yes. Um. Again, it was just we 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 had some we had some interesting things that popped up, and you know the uh, the venue. <laughs> they, I've heard some stories to, about that show. It yeah, just basically they, ran they very to, long, very very long. Well, they tried to pull some stuff, and you know we're very respectful in the sense that we go in, and you know when we go into a hotel room and we're renting a space, like I'm very thorough with protecting it because I want to be welcomed back. And, you know, again, my team will know what I'm talking about, but there was some, some things that the hotel tried to pull and, and uh, <laughs> I was able to kind of talk my way out of it. So that was, that was a good thing. I was pretty stressed. Basically the venue was going to try and kick us out is basically what, what was going to happen. And Jeez. it was super stressful because we had finished the amateurs and I had all the pros coming. Now, again, never met a pro. I mean, I had, but never really interacted or town them before. So I was a little bit stressed and uh, I kind of was able to get the manager and, and the manager of the housekeeping department to, uh, to side with us and partner with us and everything worked out great, which was awesome. Um, obviously the show that we just dealt with in November was, was very difficult. Um, I'm very, you know, proud because in Alberta, I mean, we only really missed five out of the six shows last year. So you know, the promoters really tried their best to make sure that the shows went on. I know the show that I did in October, we had a really great venue and, you know, the, the promoters were just really trying to, I guess, make sure that things happened and that the athletes had platforms to compete on. It was really difficult for us to plan just in terms of like scheduling, not so much for that show, but the shows that we did in November, we did two shows the same day, or I guess the promoter did. Um, we, we had the live stream, we had, you know, tanning hair and makeup, we had COVID, we had following the restrictions uh, for the venue. There was a lot of different things that we had kind of thrown at us. So that was a really challenging thing. I've learned a lot from it, just in terms of what my team's capable of. And I mean, it was a long day. My team was there for over 20 hours that day. There wasn't a lot of people that were real happy about it, but we all understood the importance that we needed to be there for the competitors. And so that was a challenge. Like 
again, each show has its own unique differences. Sometimes at a natural show, you might have issues with pH balance. Maybe at, you know, other shows, there's all kinds of things that pop up. I've had some of my team where, you know, one of the girls, her father-in-law had a heart attack at a show. My, my biological mother had a heart attack at a show. And, oh uh, it, you know, the competitors had no idea. I, I didn't share anything with them. I kept it really well. I messaged the promoter and said I wasn't going to come to the athletes meeting for obvious reasons. But, you know, we, some people agree with it. Some people don't, but I called and she was okay. She, I spoke to her and I said, like, I'm, I'm at a show. So, you know, are you good? And, you know, I mean, obviously if she wasn't, it would have been a different story, but I said, okay, well, I'll phone you after I'm done. And we just kept talking. And those are things that a lot of the competitors don't know. They don't understand, I guess, some of the things that my family deals with too. Right. So it's a lot, you know, we're all dealing with things. We all have aging parents and, you know, things pop up. So I don't take it for granted when the competitors turn to us and trust us. So something like that happens, we've got fail safes in place now, but you know, when I got that call that she'd had a heart attack, like you're like, okay, well, I, I still have a bunch of competitors I need to, that are counting on me. I can't leave them high and dry. So you just keep trucking and do what you need to do. So oh, well, that just speaks about your commitment to your business and your service, right? Um, well, it's the competitors though, too. You know that, I mean, as a coach, if a competitor messages you and says, oh my gosh, like my tanner just canceled or something happened, like the amount of cortisol, it's terrible. I mean, I, I joke around and say that cortisol is, you know, the, the cousin that says questionable things at a family reunion or things that nobody is really happy to hear. Right. So we want to keep cortisol at bay as much as we can. And like I said, there's things that pop up box, like stage with us, there's things that happen and we just, we just don't show it. I mean, I get stressed out at shows too. I mean, it's very overwhelming. You have a lot of different things and, and the competitors, everybody has got different needs that day. Right. So you just, you got to keep trucking and just, like I said, I, I love it. I love the competitors and I wouldn't trade being there for the world. So that support system is so huge. And when people are trusting you with that, you can't let them down. They're in a vulnerable state. You don't need to be adding extra stress to things like that's not appropriate. So love it. Um, what would you say, kind of speaking at around the same topic, what would you say um, makes your business stand out or separate itself from, from the rest of the similar businesses? Uh, what, what do you take most pride in as well? I'm, I'm just proud of what we offer. You know, we're a one-stop shop. So if you're wanting to get jewelry, if you can come to my home store, or if you are wanting to get jewelry styling, I do that, you know, the competitors, I'm just, I, I love interacting with them. So I've done a lot of research. I believe that liquid sun rays is the best competition color in the world. I do. I mean, some people might disagree with me, but I, I love the color. I think it's beautiful on stage and it took me a little bit to get to there. Like we had a lot of people early on that were mentioning LSR, which is again, liquid sunrise. And I, I did some research and I think I messaged them. I want to say Tuesday and by Thursday night at midnight, I was on the red eye to head down to Nashville to go train with them. And any of that kind of stuff, I try to seek out really strong uh, businesses that, again, have similar similar goals and vision that we do to partner with. I, if I refer, I mean, I I work with 
a few different suit makers. The the one that I refer most of my clients to is Ginger Ware, uh, Tracy Lebrecht. She's very similar to me. I never have to question how a suit's going to fit if I refer her or how the, how she's going to interact or treat the competitors. And that I think is really, it's really special to know that, you know, people that we've partnered with are so strong and have that same kind of work ethic and, and make sure that the customer service is there for the competitors. But I think, like you said, I just, I'm, I, I love what we offer and I'm, I'm always trying to find new things, finding top quality hair for the hair extensions that we just started making sure that our lashes are great products, making sure that, you know, we've got reliable businesses that we work from because the last thing that I want, if I make a referral to a posing coach or, uh, you know, a coach or a suit maker, or I don't know, anything else. I don't want somebody to come back and say I had a negative experience. So making sure that you're aligned with, with the businesses and that you can offer the best. And if it's something that, you know, you can't necessarily sometimes partnering with people is a really great benefit, you know, for the competitors, like you said, for that extra support. Fair enough. Well, um, if I were to ask then, what was the biggest difference maker? Like, sorry, what was the partnership that made the biggest difference for you so far? Like on Sunrise, hands down, hands down. I, I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate just with uh, what I've learned, you know, going down to the States and stuff. I mean, I pay my own way. I don't, I don't get paid for those shows. I do my, I donate my time and I do that because I love it. I love, I love being with competitors. I love, again, just, it's a different, it's a different vibe, but that partnership, I don't believe that we would be where we are today without an exceptional color. Um, I loved it so much. I became the Canadian distributor for it. So I'm very fortunate. I've got a great relationship with, with Marilyn Spatola, who's the owner. She's incredibly supportive and encouraging of me. And, you know, I'm kind of in no man's land. I mean, there's another service provider that's up in Canada that offers it. And there's one that kind of offers it once in a while, but it's tough. You're kind of going about it alone, but just having the resources and, and like I said, talking about issues, she's gone through it all. So it's just been really great. She encourages me to, you know, keep perfecting my skills and, and I'm very open-minded, I guess, when I go to learn, I look at it as investing into a conference. That's how I see it. So when I go down and there's always something new that I learn, like as an example, girls, um, competitors that were a waist trainer, this is pro tip. So write it down. It's when very interesting that waist- you mentioned that because I started to interrupt. <laughs> it's very interesting that you mentioned that because in, when it comes to this topic, there's so many different opinions on it. And I'm actually personally with you. So, uh, I'm kind of, kind of glad you mentioned that. that. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think like as an example for girls, like people don't really know that when you're wearing a waist trainer, it chafes your skin. Okay. So some bikini girls will have issues if the, if the color isn't taking to their stomach, I usually ask them if they've been wearing a waist trainer, usually, or for most of the girls, I kind of encourage them all. If you're going to wear it, you can wear it leading up to the show. That's fine. But make sure you've got a t-shirt tucked underneath, especially those last couple of weeks. That way your tan is going to take on your stomach. I've seen girls that, that, you know, have issues with that. I've seen all kinds of little different things. And, um, making sure, like you said, you follow your skin prep, you're moisturizing, you're exfoliating, that kind of stuff. It, uh, it, it makes a difference and it, it plays a role in it. And it doesn't matter. I mean, 
there's great, there's great solutions that are out there. Proton again has been around forever. Jantana, same thing. I just believe that liquid centers is the best. I mean, I joke around with the owner that I'm going to get a face tattoo, (laughs) (laughs) but she, yeah, yeah. She keeps talking me out of that one, but, um, it's, it's important. And what I love about it too, is, is the consistency, you know, with the color as I, I mean, I know I talked about Cody a little while ago, but Cody takes the color. Well, you know, his fiance, Nicole takes it. Well, I've got other competitors. They just, they take it so well. And I like that there's not a ton of products, you know, you don't have to sit there and use 17 products to achieve that beautiful stage tan. And, you know, Marilyn has spent years perfecting the solution and, you know, we've, we've got a lot of different things that we can do with it and it's, it's so great. So I'm, yeah, that's, that's hands down what's made it where we are today for sure. That's awesome. awesome. Well, Swan, thank you very, very much for the hour that you spent with us. Uh, We really appreciate it, Jenna. Do you have any advice as we close out here on uh, for first time competitors or people that are looking to break into the industry themselves as entrepreneurs? Well, that's kind of two parts. I'll be super, I'll try and be quick. Uh, as the competitor, Fun. as the competitor, stay very true. I think the biggest thing that you need to dial into is your why. So why are you competing? And it doesn't matter if, sorry to say this for those that are dieting right now, but I don't care if you want to walk down the main street of your city or town, eating an ice cream cone with a six pack. I don't care what your reason is. It doesn't matter if you want to look good for, you know, your partner. If you just want to feel good about yourself, if you want to push your body, like it it doesn't matter your why, but what matters is keeping that very present because there's going to be very tough things that you're going to have to overcome. Usually week seven to week three is when it gets very mental. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I should just cheat on my diet. I should just skip the gym, all that kind of stuff. Break it down to manageable pieces. So it's one more day. It's one more meal. It's one more workout. It's one more step closer to stepping on stage. So be patient as new competitors. I would also probably watch your social media just in terms of, you know, it's great if you're going to follow local competitors or people that could potentially be in the same shows as you. Don't get too into it though. If you want, you know, people to look at on Instagram, follow the pros, follow people that are in your division. I mean, wellness is, you know, such a a fantastic addition to bodybuilding and to the shows. Follow people like Yurishna, follow the pros that, you know, are people that you, I guess that you really admire. That's my, those are, those are big things and kind of keep your blinders on. It doesn't matter. You might have a friend that's competing and their diet might be different than yours. And you don't necessarily need to understand why your coach needs to know why, but don't question that. If you're paying your coach, listen to what your coach is. If your gut is off with your coach or with anything, it's time to get, get rid of it and make sure that you're not just having an, you know, a moment, give your, give your honest feedback to your coach. See if you can work things out. I don't ever recommend leaving on negative terms ever because the industry is small and be patient with yourself and understand that, you know, you might not as a first time competitor, you might not, you might win. Maybe you would do, I don't know, but don't get discouraged and don't get in your head and give up. If you don't place the way that you think you should, again, it's all circumstantial to work effort. Um, the work you put in, if you're following your plan to a T and be honest, be honest and accountable. It's, you're never letting your coach down. You're letting yourself down. If you cheat on your diet or your workouts, that's, let's be honest. It's your goals that you're not accomplishing. 
Um, as, as an entrepreneur who is wanting to get into the sport, keep trucking, put your head down and get to work. That's all I can say about it. Don't listen to any the negativity. It's your friends and family are going to tell you, you can't. You always think it's the people that are going to have the biggest support system for you, but they're going to try and talk you out of it. Oh, there's no retirement plan or, oh, there's no benefits or, oh, this or that. Just if you have a vision and you think you can pull it off, try it. Because the last thing that you want to be doing is at 80 years old going, I wish I would have. So those are, like you said, and be present, really be present and remember those special moments and just be, be, try and be positive and and support everybody. And like I said, if your friends are starting a business, don't ask for discounts, just go and support them. It's a big deal. It's scary for people to put themselves out there. You go through again, such a huge wide, wide range of emotion, but just keep trucking and keep knowing and keep believing in yourself, even when others don't. And that, that applies for both. Just keep your head down, get to work. Don't worry about what others are doing and just be true to yourself. And if you can go to sleep at night, knowing you have done your best, that's all you can ask for. Love it. That's fantastic advice. Thank you very much for sharing that. Thank you so much for joining us, Jenna. We really appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to seeing you at the Van Dyke this year. Yeah, well, we I think we've got a show the same day, but I'm going to be sending some stuff out. Really excited to be a part of the show this year. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the future has to hold. But thanks so much for inviting me and for this opportunity. It's really great. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, awesome. All righty. Thanks, guys, and uh, have a good rest of the day. Thank you. Bye.